Welcome to my homestead, y'all. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl. I'm working to create a home with a little farm, a little faith, a lot of food, and a bit of funky. I'm learning all about growing and preserving our food supply, raising chickens and children, and becoming more self-sufficient while leaning hard on Jesus. And I want to take you along for the ride. So grab yourself a cup of something wonderful, and let's visit a while. y'all, this is Jenny Veliki, and you're listening to The Funky Farm Girl. This is episode 41, Chicken 101, Making Money. So we've talked all about what you need on the farm to have chickens, what you need to raise the chicks, what you need to think about for hens and roosters, and this week we're going to talk about the money. But before we do that, let's find out what's happening on the homestead. This week, we are all about winter sowing. Uh, we are starting to gear up for the garden. And the way we do that is through a method we call winter sowing, where we create little mini greenhouses out of plastic jugs that we save throughout the winter. Um, next week, I'm going to devote an entire podcast to the winter sowing method and explain what it is and how we do it. Um, but this is something that no matter where you live, you can do this starting now um, and get a jump on your seeds starting for the spring. Um, so be sure to tune in next week to find out more about how winter sowing works and whether or not it might be right, right for you. And in the meantime, save up some plastic jugs and join us next week to find out how to use them to make greenhouses for your seeds. All right, so last week we talked about hens and roosters in episode 40. Um, in episode 39, we talked about baby chicks. And in episode 38, we talked about what you need. And this week, episode 41, we're rounding out the series with making money. Uh, I know that in my house, the big question was, these chickens sound like a lot of fun. What are they going to cost me? My goal is not really to make money off my chickens. My goal is more to break even with my chickens. And um, really, we have decided that the enjoyment of them is part of the benefit that we get. And so it's not something that we strive super hard to do, but it is something that's easily done if you're, um, if you have the right mindset about it and you go about it in the right way. So I'm going to talk to you this week about different things that you can do to get a return back on it, on your birds. Um, and I'm going to start with some of the most difficult things you can do all the way down to some of the easiest things you can do. Um, and from that, we will... Um, learn different ways that we can benefit from our flock but first what we need to do is we need to go back to our why because our why is going to help us think through the purpose of our chickens to begin with the goals that we have for them and it's really going to determine which of if any of these things we're going to want to pursue in order to make money back from our chicken flock so go back and review are these pets are these um 
production birds, if they're pets, maybe they're just there to make you happy and you really don't care anything about making money from them. Um, If they're production birds, what is it that you're trying to produce for your family's good? Um, What part of the chicken process are you most interested in and are willing to invest more time and energy into mastering so that you can turn a profit on your flock? Um, So all those things are going to help us to figure out um, what we can do to make some money. So let's talk about one of the most difficult things to do first. And that is something that we touched on a little bit last week. And that is raising meat birds. Like I said last week, there are two main types. um, And each of these things that we're going to talk about are things that determine how much it costs to raise a meat bird. And how much you're going to be able to sell it for. Um, So some of the things that are going to factor in to how much this bird is going to cost you. And how much you're going to be able to get out of it is number one, the breed are you doing common Cornish crosses or are you doing Freedom Rangers? And really you're going to need to consider your market here. Are you in a place where everybody's a farmer and raising Cornish crosses is no big deal and you're not going to get a lot for them because a lot of different people are selling them? Are you in an upscale area where um, people eat a lot of whole foods and go to lots of farm to table restaurants and something like a heritage breed chicken is going to demand a higher dollar amount. Um, Those kinds of things are things you need to keep in mind when you're considering which type of meat bird to get. And then you're going to want to consider what type of food you're going to feed it. Are you going to go with a commercial layer mix or a a commercial feed or are you going to go with an organic feed? Um, these birds are going to eat on average about 15 pounds of feed per chicken so you can kind of figure out the cost of your feed based on that um, and figure out the cost of the bird based on their breed and you're going to see that those those costs are going to add up really quickly you can have a much much higher quality bird and demand a higher price for it but is it going to be an affordable price and that's the thing you're really going to need to consider as you're comparing these um, different categories. So the breed, the feed, and then where they live. Are are you free-ranging them because the Freedom Rangers love to be able to run around and get some air and forage? Um, Or are you just using a chicken tractor, which Cornish Crosses just want to belly up to the feed tray and eat all day? Um... So that's going to make a difference too in what you determine is the cost of producing the birds and also the cost of your your cost um, that you're going to ask for those birds when you take them to the market. You're also going to want to check state and local laws. Um, Most every state in the U.S. is going to require to use a USDA approved facility to butcher your chickens. And that's going to cost you some money too. So um, keep that in mind. And these are really, especially if you're going to be selling these birds to other people. If you're doing them yourself, you can butcher them at home. And you can use them for your own consumption and that's fine. Um, But if you're you're willing and interested in packaging and selling these birds, you're going to need to check out um, 
what your state and local laws laws are as far as using a USDA approved facility. Um, you're also going to need to look at farmers market regulations if you're going to sell it in a farmers market. Um, you generally need a license, and then you need a business license on top of that. Um, you may also have restrictions on whether you can sell just the whole chicken or whether you can sell butchered pieces of the chicken. Um, and then some states even will sometimes allow you to sell whole chickens just um, to to restaurants rather than um, to the public. And that sometimes comes with a little less regulation and hoops to jump through um, as far as um, the sale of your birds. Um, and that may be an option because they're going to um, ask for a greater quantity and it may be that you can just sell your whole flock to that one restaurant. Um, so, and like I said, there's also the benefit of personally consuming the, the meat that you've raised. Um, but again, when considering meat birds at all, weigh your cost and benefits um, and see if it's something that is a good option for you. It's definitely a lot of work, um, especially if you're going to sell it to other people. Um, but it is a way that you can potentially make some money. All right. Next up is the thing that all people think of when they think of making money from their flocks. Selling the eggs. Um, you want to make sure that the eggs that you're producing are enough for your family with some extra consistently so that you have eggs to sell because you're going to have some people who may not want eggs for weeks and then they want a couple dozen or you may have people who want a dozen a week or um, you, you just need to make sure that there's enough of a cushion there between what your family requires and what your flock is producing so that you consistently have eggs available to sell. Um, again, you're going to want to check your state and local laws. You um, more than likely are going to be required to wash your eggs and refrigerate them. Um, and if you wash your eggs, you are going to need to refrigerate them. Um, the protective coating on an egg is called the bloom. The bloom is what gives the color to the egg and it's the last thing that's put on the egg as before um, the chicken lays it and it determines the color of the egg but it also puts a protective coating over the porous shell of the egg to prevent bacteria and things like that from getting inside of it. So if you bring in an egg that's been laid and you leave it in a basket on your counter without washing it, that egg will stay protected because it still has that bloom on it. But once you take that egg and you put it in water or you run it underwater and begin to wipe it clean, um, you are taking away that protective bloom and you are opening up the pores in that shell and that will allow bacteria to enter your egg. And so the best thing you can do to protect that egg at that point is to refrigerate it and so um washing your eggs in refrigeration are required in basically every state um in the nation here in the u.s it may be different where you live um we have listeners all over the world now um but we 
do recommend that if you're going to sell them that you sell clean eggs and you sell eggs that have been refrigerated because even if it's not required it will be something that will give your customers peace of mind um, in the U.S., you also need to use, use new cartons. You don't need to reuse a carton that you got from the grocery store that has somebody else's name on it. Um, that's a no-no too. Uh, make sure that you use a new carton. Um, most feed farm stores are going to have blank ones that are really, really easy to purchase um, inexpensively. Um, there are even companies who make labels or ink stamps that you can stamp um, either on the egg itself sort of like if you think of the the little stamp on the Eglin's best eggs has the little EB with the circle around it um, you can get a little stamp like that that goes on your eggs or you can get one that actually goes on the carton um, or a label that goes on the carton that tells the name of your farm and um, where the chickens um, are from um, if you're just selling them from home to you know maybe you sell a couple dozen to a lady at church and you bring some to a mom that her kids in your class your kids class or that kind of thing you don't really need to worry about licensing and stuff for that um, but if you're going to sell through a, a customer supported agriculture group a CSA a farmers market if you're going to sell your eggs in local stores um, then you definitely need to um, get a license for those things and you will need to have a yearly inspection by the USDA um, another thing to think of if you're wanting to do um, selling of eggs is to think about specialty eggs um, people who have an allergy to regular eggs can sometimes eat quail eggs and they're also just considered a delicacy um, check out your hiring grocery store the next time you're in there and you will notice that a dozen little tiny quail eggs go for about six or seven dollars a dozen um, so quail are much less space needed to raise and um, their eggs go for much much higher price so that may be something that you want to look into if you're looking to make um, a profit on selling eggs and also consider ducks if you live somewhere where you have water access and and they have room to roam and things that they need um, for raising ducks consider um, raising ducks and selling their eggs um, particularly bakeries love to buy um, duck eggs because they're super rich compared to chicken eggs and bakers love to use them in their baked goods so typically you can sell eggs at the price that would cover the cost of their feed so a chicken is going to eat around a pound and a half of food a week per chicken. Um, we have 14 chickens. So that averages out to two, two and a half bags of feed a month for us at about $15 a piece. So we're paying about $30, um, $30 a month in chicken feed. Um, if I sell those eggs for $4 a dozen, I'm going to need to sell about eight dozen eggs a month in order to break even paying for the feed um, right now I have just one egg customer um, and a good friend of mine um, pays me for one bag of feed a month and she gets four dozen eggs uh, I bring them to her throughout the month as I see her 
And um, it's a great deal for me because she pays up front and I have the money I need to buy the feed. And she gets her eggs um, instead of having to go and buy them at the specialty food store to get the nicer quality eggs that her family likes to eat. So, eggs can be semi-profitable, but um, the, the most reasonable expectation is that you will... Um, make enough money to pay back your feed cost and really if you want to make a profit you're going to have to have a significant number of chickens and most of you who are listening are urban homesteaders who are on smaller properties or in HOAs and neighborhoods and things like that and so that's that's not really going to be an option for you so for the typical backyard farm chicken farmer in a neighborhood um Really, your goal should be to break even on your feed cost. So, the next thing that we can do to um, make a little money is if we hatch some chicks to sell. So, first of all, obviously that requires a rooster. Um, So, if you don't have a rooster, um, you're going to need to buy hatching eggs, which we'll talk about next. Um... But you're also going to require an incubator unless you're just really good with working with a broody chicken mama that's going to raise these chicks for you. Um, You're going to have a higher success rate with the incubator and you're going to have a little bit less hands-on to do um, if you use an incubator. So um, if you live in an urban area and you aren't allowed to have a rooster, you can definitely buy hatching eggs. but that's going to add to your cost when it comes time to sell the chicks. Um, if you have eggs of your own that you can use and hatch in an incubator. Um, and you have those eggs because you have a rooster. Um, then that cuts out one of your costs when it comes to selling chicks. Um, I would recommend a breed like um, Black Copper Moran's um, for their dark eggs or Americana um, Easter eggers for their pretty blue and green eggs or um, you might want to try the Polish chickens that we talked about a couple weeks ago um, with their funky hairdo feathers on top of their head or the silkies and frizzles um, with the bantam chickens all those are going to be highly desirable and they're going to fetch more money than a typical chicken would um, like a Isa Brown or a white leghorn. So you're going to need a rooster and you're going to need an incubator. Typical chicks like the ones that I said were good for backyard flocks. Things like Rhode Island Reds and um, the white leghorns. Uh, the Isa Browns, the Golden Comets, those kinds of birds, um, Plymouth Rocks, they're going to go for 3 to $5 a piece. Um, you're really not going to go much higher than that with those types of birds. But if you, if you do, the Morans and the Silkies and the Polish and the Americana Easter Egger type birds that are more for looks or for egg color, you can go as high as $20 um, for those. Um, and 
it really depends on the breed how easily they are attainable and how beautiful and desirable those birds are or how beautiful and desirable their eggs are so you can put ads on facebook as long as you mention it in a way that does not sell like selling um you are not allowed to sell animals on facebook but there are ways that you can word it and present it in such a way in different groups um to where there are animals up for discretion or available or things like that um just be sure that the groups that you're in that you you would be posting that on like backyard chicken groups and things like that um a lot of them will have rules and regulations about how you may and may not post about animals that are available so be sure to read those and make sure you're following the group guidelines for the group you're in you can also advertise on things like your next door app or craigslist um you can advertise at a local feed store um all kinds of different ways like that Uh, you can maybe even if you're selling eggs at the farmer's market you could also put a sign up at your egg table at the farmer's market and let them know that they can also order baby chicks from you Um, the biggest tip i can give you is to pre-sell your chicks before you hatch them Uh, i know they say not to count your chickens before they hatch but in this case it's a good idea Um, i would leave you a buffer for example because you're not going to have a hundred percent fertility in all your eggs and you're not going to have a hundred percent success rate in all your eggs you're going to have roughly 60 to 75 percent i would guess um so maybe as high as 80 percent so maybe for every 10 eggs that you have in your incubator make sure you've sold seven to eight of those um this is because one you want to make sure that you're not stuck with a bunch of chickens that you're going to have to find somewhere to put them because they've gotten bigger and you haven't sold them yet and two um, you need to account for some of those being roosters and you need to have a plan for what you're going to do with the roosters that you hatch are you trying to find those homes as well and if you are again i highly recommend the more desirable breeds because people are going to want those in order to breed their own chickens or you're going to need to um, have a plan for growing them and culling them at the right time so that you can use those for meat for your own family so be sure to think through that part before you hatch eggs and make sure to try to pre-sell as much as possible um you also have the option to raise the hens to pullets so when you raise them and you get them to a certain egg it's very obvious then it's usually not as obvious when they're babies um which are roosters and which are hens so people have just an inherent risk that they maybe buying a rooster or a hen and they don't really know until they're older um but if you're buying pullets you know that those have grown out to the point that it's easy to tell that this is a female chicken who is not laid yet um who is not old enough to lay and those are pullets or it's a rooster and so if you're willing to take a risk you can raise up 
the chicks to pull it and then sell them and they can get more money than like a chick can so instead of paying five dollars for a chick you may get fifteen dollars for a pullet um, so something else to consider but again you're running a risk of one not being able to find a home for it and two um, having a greater incidence of ruse that you're going to need to have a plan for and the next thing that you can also do is to sell the hatching eggs so if you have a rooster you can um, make sure that you're feeding your rooster and your hen that you're wanting to use for breeding purposes make sure you're feeding them a breeder feed because they're going to want a higher protein and vitamin mix than your typical laying hen um, and again you're going to want to check your laws and your regulations about how you are able to sell hatching eggs um, what's required of you and how you need to document it and all those kinds of things um, also you need to consider that the bird that is breeding needs its own separate area so that you know that um, there's a purity there with that particular rooster and you know who he has been bred with and you know which ones you're getting those eggs from so that you're able to trace the line of genetics for that particular batch of eggs um, also consider whether you're going to do local pickup or shipping shipping is a whole nother animal it's a whole nother ball of wax where you have to make sure that you have the proper packing supplies that you've got what you need to keep the eggs at the right temperature that you're sending it on the right day of the week so that it gets there at the right time so that they're not in transit for too long before they're able to be put into an incubator and things like that um, so that's a whole nother thing and then you have regulations in each state on what they allow as far as what's allowed to be mailed um, or sold um, and so that's a whole nother big thing um, there's definitely profit to be made there um, but I believe that um, it's much simpler to start where you are and to start with local pickup and local people the same way you would do with selling baby chicks where you're advertising on Facebook and um, Nextdoor and Craigslist and um, things like that and doing local pickup. Um, I don't recommend that you have people come out to your house because you don't want to um, it it may not be something you're comfortable with as far as having strangers come to your home or to your farm and you you've got to think about bio contamination and things from having different people in and out with your flock um, and they could possibly bring in things that you don't want your flock to have um, and you also want to think in terms of safety so you may want to meet them say in the parking lot of the local tractor supply store or something like that where they meet you there in a neutral place and you exchange money for eggs and they go on their way um typically you can get 15 to 20 dollars a dozen for um for the hatching eggs depending on the breed the quality of the genetic line the color of the eggs the type of chicken it is all those kinds of different things um, and also how much you have to document how well 
the breeding process and the line and all those things are with your chickens if you just have two pretty chickens and you put them together and then say I have these really pretty chickens and I think they might be this color when they have their own eggs um they're not going to go for as many for as much as a bird that you can kind of document its genetic line and you can say this bird is going to produce this kind of egg with this kind of plumage and things like that um and people who are paying for the eggs and then going through the trouble and expense of incubating them are going to want as much of that reassurance as possible um you're also going to need to think about what you would do um as far as damage during shipping um failure to um to hatch and things like that for the ones that you sell and all that would need to be written out into some kind of statement that would um outline all your policies as a hatcher um last but not least another way an unexpected way that you could make some money from your chickens is to sell their feathers and no i had to clarify to my little girl georgia that this does not mean that you go out there and pull all the chickens feathers off of it and sell them um, but during molting season particularly your yard is covered in feathers from wherever those chickens have been and um, it's something that we typically have just left to sit and compost back into the earth um, over time and they've kind of dug them around with their bedding and they've disappeared eventually um, but it is something that you can harvest and take up and there are things that you can do to clean and dry them and then sell them to people who use them for crafts or creations um, that maybe they make jewelry or home decor or dream weavers or um, any number of things where they would need feathers to do that and the fact that they have um, natural feathers from a flock and even if you know like the specific type of bird that they come from some of the beautiful patterns and some of the different um chickens would maybe bring more money than others um but it could be a great way to make just a little bit of extra from something that's really just usually unnoticed and just lays there on the ground anyway but if you did an hour's worth of work could really turn into something beautiful that gives you a little bit of pocket money um consider going on ebay etsy facebook um craigslist those types of things to look for crafters and creators who would want those types of things so uh, i'm going to put some links in the show notes for articles about each one of these things about how to make money with the chickens on your homestead so if any of these piqued your interest be sure to check out the show notes below where you can find an article that will give you more information and links um, to learn a little bit more research which area you would like to use to make some money from your flock I hope this Chicken 101 series has been helpful to you. Um, if you would, please follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at The Funky Farm Girl. I'd love to hear from you if you'd like to send me some feedback via message um, on any of those platforms. And let me know what it is you enjoyed about the series or what you maybe have a question about. I also would love it if you would consider giving me a review. Um, 
if you go to Apple Podcasts and scroll down to the Funky Farm Girl um, in the search box, then scroll down and click on Reviews and click Write a Review. I would love it if you could give me a five-star review and leave a little bit of feedback about how you're enjoying the podcast. Every review puts me in front of more eyes, which gets me into more ears. So I appreciate every review that you can give me about the Funky Farm Girl. Thanks for joining me this week. Next week, we will talk about winter sowing and how we can use that to begin our gardens for next year. See you then. Thanks for stopping by, y'all. If you're inspired by what you've heard today, the best compliment you can give me is to share the Funky Farm Girl with your friends. You can stay connected by following the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Until we meet again next week, remember to bloom where you're planted.